Thanks for joining Two Daves in a Dock. Today we're joined by Gabrielle Marinello of Chaos, and we're going to talk about the preprint and peer review process. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Two Daves in a Dock. Coffee in hand, gentlemen on the screen. I'd like to introduce everyone to Gabrielle Marinello today uh, from Thanks so much. I'm going to call it chaos, but it's chaos, <laughs> which I'm going to ask you to actually explain right, it's because right, it's right. It's right. Yeah, good. Um, so again, Colin Keogh, David Pollard, myself, Dave Graham and Gabrielle. So let's start with a little bit of introductions. Gabrielle, tell us a little yep. bit about yourself, why you are on the show to begin with. <laughs> of course, of course. Thanks so much for inviting me. Um, First of all, I'm just a random guy that dropped out of medical school, nothing more than that, really. Um, and I started my, my journey with chaos, so the pronunciation was, was perfect, believe me. Um, uh, kind of, uh, I think, three years and a half, four years ago, I, I was in London for a traineeship in a, in a hospital uh, at that time, at Guy's Hospital, I'm not sure if you know that. Um, and uh, uh, while that, I was doing some research with a professor of mine down in Italy, uh, Alberto Bedoni on a pathology called bisphosphonate-related osteonecrosis of the jaw, which is a, a bad pathology of the jaw phase. Um, and while doing this research, I, I realized that there were so many different definitions of this pathology, so many, like 30, 40 different definitions of this pathology. I mean, the same physical entity was, was described differently by so many different research teams okay, around the globe. So... Um, this professor of mine and this team defined that pathology in Europe. What does this mean? It means that in Europe, the gold standard for this pathology, more or less, is, um, is the definition provided by Alberto Bedoni and colleagues, okay? So uh, imagine now this situation. This, this was the, the, the problem that uh, prompt, prompted to me uh, at that time. It was uh, really huge. I was, I was astonished by that, really. Um, Imagine this situation, which is a very, very real one. Imagine that you have two research teams that want to find an answer to this question. What's the best treatment for the pathology? I mean, it's the, 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 the most common question in, in, in medical research, right? right? So what's the best treatment for, for the pathology? Um, and imagine that you have a, a European research team and an American US, a US research team, okay? The European research team will take most probably the definition by Alberto Bedoni and colleagues, the US research team will take most, most likely the definition by, provided by the American Association of Maxillofacial Surgery, which is a completely different one, a completely different. Really, you, you, can, you can get many, many more diagnoses with one definition rather than the other, you see? So it's really different. You, you start treating a person depending on the definition that you use for the pathology. So the problem is huge if you, if you think about it. Yeah. And I thought at that time that the problem was actually, um, you know, um, was actually just relegated to, to that particular field, you know? But uh, uh, instead I was, I was completely wrong. Uh, wrong. Uh, the problem is completely ubiquitous. If you, if you, um, just scrape any research paper and you look for the definitions that are used in a paper, you immediately see that there are tons of different variants, tons of different definitions, you see, for, for any of, of them. 
So uh, just one one last last examples for for all. Um, if you take the definition of quality of life, for example, mm -hmm. which is used anywhere in medical in biomedical research, anywhere really, really, um, there are more than one thousand and five hundred different definitions that are being used right now in medical research, which is really incredible incredible and depending you, you you can you can go with a logical conclusion um depending on what definition you take you get a completely different uh, study results right completely different you can get 90 percent success rate rather than a 30 percent percent success success rate just because of the definition of quality of life is is a different one you see if i do not include in my definition of of quality of life for example and i'm uh, uh, max Fex, maxillofacial surgeon, for example, okay, if, if I do not include um, the, the parameter um, aesthetics in, in that definition, okay, uh, I can get 90% success rate rather than 30%, for example, if I make a mess in that phase, right? So, so the problem with the inconsistency with um, uh, scholarly definitions is what um, uh, it is the generator behind chaos, okay? Um, we wanted to solve at the very beginning that particular problem. Um, so I'm not sure if I made myself clear so far. So if you have any questions, please, please, please make them. But, but, um, but um, uh, what we wanted to do is trying to find a possible solution to this problem and we thought that we, 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 we had a very, very promising one in our hands. And this, and this is goes um, uh, this way. Uh, we uh, decided to ask um, the entire scientific community to compose not just the final product of the works, which are the, just the, you know, the common scientific papers, but also all the, the building blocks, all the definitions that they need to compose all these all these articles, right? So we wanted to ask them to create a sort of, of encyclopedia, sort of what we, we called it, um, a sort of definitionary for researchers, for scholars, where um, any research team, any scholar could, uh, could propose their own definitions, okay? Uh, so that the very, the very um, final product will look like, looks like actually, um, uh, I'm not sure if you know it, the Urban Dictionary, the Urban Dictionary. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay, beautiful. So imagine... Use it quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I see, I see. Great. Great, a great resource. Anyway, yeah. Um, anyway, the, the final product, uh, imagine really something like the Urban Dictionary, okay, organized that way. So you have a term like, again, quality of life, for example, and then for the first time in history, really for the first time in history, you have all the definitions of quality of life attached, grouped, clustered together under the cat, okay? And now that you have all these building blocks organized this way, you can ask the entire community to make a peer review, to do a peer review, sorry, of these building blocks, okay? So the final result is not different from what we are already doing and using in, in the commercial world since, since the, the, the the latest 90s, you see. Um, I mean, we are just applying the power of, of, of a community, of an entire community, in this case, uh, the entire academic community, okay, 
to, to a platform, to an academic platform. So that um, is not different from Airbnb, for example, if you want to make an ex a, a, a very, very easy example. Okay, you have, you have all these, or Amazon, you have all these items on Amazon and imagine to remove all the comments and, and reviews and stuff. It's just a mess, right? Yeah. It, it, it loses completely its, its, its functions, right? So um, um, imagine we have this definition, right? controlled, peer-reviewed by scholars, so that for the first time in history, again, we are able to provide an answer to this question. What are the best building blocks that I can use for my piece of paper? And imagine, and, uh, and now uh, try to see the, the, the side effect of, of all this, which is huge, which is, which is very, very powerful. Um, the side effect is this, which is a positive, a positive one in this case, uh, is this. Um, just because anyone can now recognize the best building blocks, the best definitions, um, you might expect that anyone will use the top ones for their papers so that, ad, so that automatically research will be composed more homogeneously. Mm -hmm. And the work, the tough, the, the, really the terrible work of the systematic reviewer, the one who has to, to produce a, a meta-analysis or whatever you, you, you wanna call it, okay? Uh, is much, much easier. Why? Because, because now the definition, I, I, now um, I don't have to exclude 90% of, of the articles, like it's common. I, the, the most common case is that you exclude 90% of the articles just, just because they are not comparable, they are not consistent in terms, in terms of, uh, of, of definitions, you see? Now this process, will become more more uh, automatic you know uh, more and more it's just it's just I, I go out there the academic community is prompting me with the best ingredients okay so i will use them for my paper and the us team will use them for uh, for their paper okay so basically uh, we started that way and then, and then, and then we um, we recognized that um, this uh, could be coupled with with the, a publishing system, more or less. Okay, most effectively, rather than using these definitions, like uh, you know, going back to to the citations problems and so on. We want we wanted researchers to use, not, not just cite, but to use these definitions, uh, not different from, from a Wikipedia article, a Wikipedia page with all these blue links in it, okay? Mm -hmm. We wanted to see um, a research paper composed that way with all these blue links and behind these blue links were just the definitions used by that particular uh, research team for that paper, okay? So uh, there is very, very easily, there is a compose section where you produce, where you create your paper on the platform. Um, you, uh, while you compose your paper, you can just do a copy paste from your web Microsoft Word uh, into the platform. It's Which very, is very helpful. easy. <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. I will do that later on today on one of my papers. Nice. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, great. Um, so so uh, you can just take your, your paper if it's uh, ready or you can start composing, you're composing your paper from scratches and, uh, um, 
and you can you can compose it with all these definitions suggested by the community okay and then without any delay you immediately post this preprint okay uh, we want we, we started with the preprint that you you know better than me all the all the pains and stuff of the of the academic uh, i mean uh, evaluation process uh, and all 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 that uh, uh, a PhD needs to 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 uh, to do the, the the career step and so on and so on the impact factor the age index and, and so on uh, you already do and and I think the audience already already do that pretty well right uh, so so basically we've decided to start with the preprint just because we see in the preprint the the future of the publishing system we see in the preprint coupled with the post-publication peer review, uh, an open peer review uh, attached to a preprint, the future of, of scholarly communications, uh, scholarly communication, you see. So um, for now, just because researchers need an impact factor, need an H index and so on, we we've decided to add this label, it's just a label, preprint, that, that, that um, uh, you know, keeps the option for the PhD to submit to any journal uh, they like. Okay, uh, so basically, amazing. It sounds amazing. Like, and it's 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 a common in I think a huge amount of fields. So you focused on the medical field. I had previous problems in history with exactly that. Oh, beautiful. So a concept of life cycle assessment. So particularly in sustainability or energy use, you were trying to measure the life cycle of a specific product. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to gauge the outcome of a paper or a research yep. study because exactly. everyone defines their own meaning of what they mean by life cycle oh, assessment yep, yep, they start right. counting yep. here and then they stop counting here but other people move these bands so it's so it's nearly impossible to try and compare what these set standards exactly. are and then similarly now david and myself were teaching yesterday when it comes to trying to define more intangible definitions what is innovation what is disruptive innovation there, there's so True. many definitions True. so yeah, yeah there's a huge amount exactly. of use in this for every exactly. field and then added exactly. to things that are burgeoning in a technology sense like preprints make so much sense just look yep. at covid and the amount exactly. of medical exactly. output and medical exactly. data that came under preprint yep. because it needed to exist in the yep. world first exactly oh, I, I love that it sounds like a great idea yeah. I can't thanks wait. so much i can't wait the process no, go ahead, Gabriel. Uh, I'll tell you in a second. I'm going through the process my, myself, but it's with definitions like creativity uh, and okay. things like that, which, of course, you know, when you look back in all of the, the articles and the papers and everything, nearly every single one has a slightly different exactly. version. Exactly. Some will, exactly. Someone include like problem solving into it. Someone include the place, the product, the, the process, the, whatever it exactly. might be. Exactly. And you, trying to narrow that down has been a, a huge challenge. So I've nearly almost nearly try to step away from it as much as possible and yep. really get down into it. So something like that, I think it's going to be great. So I'm really curious about yeah, I have, myself. I have that with data. Right. Like I focus on data. So my day yep. job, I do a lot in the tech field, a um, lot in marketing and stuff. So disambiguating <laughs> anything becomes a chore because, you know, you're trying to get there first. Yep. You're trying to be the Italians to the Americans in this case, right? They're Europeans to the Americans in terms of uh, the oral maxophilial kind of definitions yeah, 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 and stuff like that. Exactly. And it becomes, exactly. becomes intriguing, right? But yeah, using something as generic as data. Well, I have this theory. I have this idea, this extrapolation sure. thing. Like, sure. oh God, I don't know what I'm going to talk about at the end of exactly. the day. So exactly. it becomes uh, 
continue. So you're truly bringing order to chaos. I mean, that's exactly, very, exactly. Very now you're starting to get to get the meaning of the name, right? Exactly, exactly. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. I may be exactly. slow, but I get there eventually. That's 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 going to be my theme for so, my entire PhD. Yeah, and, and exactly. And if you think about uh, what you guys just said, um, consider this: there is no point of reference beyond Wikipedia, but be, but it's real, it's real, beyond, beyond Wikipedia, uh, in terms of, of uh, um, I mean, you know, more narrow definitions and stuff. There is, no, uh, there is no second point of reference in the web when you Google something, okay? Even, if, even when you are uh, just a student at university or, or, or at high school, really, there is no point of reference beyond Wikipedia. You just keep opening tabs. Uh, on Chrome or Safari or whatever, like, and you start creating yourself an idea of what atrial fibrillation is, or what, uh, I mean, uh, mammal cancer is, and so on and so on, right? You start creating yourself an idea of that, okay? Um, we want to fill this gap of information, okay, where anyone can contribute with their, with their opinion, with their comments, with their reviews on these pieces of knowledge, okay? So that we can start, um, you know, put some order in this chaos, you see? Um, uh, That's a very, uh, very good point. Like, it's an excellent point you mentioned as well. You go to any university, you study in any course in an, in an academic institution, everyone will tell you Wikipedia is not a source. Exactly. It is not a citation, but every single person starts with Wikipedia, regardless exactly. of whether you reference it or not. Exactly. Exactly. And ends with it. Exactly. And there's no intermediary gap. Exactly. What you've just explained, what you've just explained is mimicked. And it's and in a lot of cases it's a waste of time. Excluding the the, the personal learning you will get as a researcher exactly. or even just an interested yep. party. It's so demotivating when you've spent nine months compiling this assessment of a specific field. And then For you sure. find a paper at the end of that process that does exactly what you've done better than you did after nine months of kind of wasted yep. effort. So yeah, yeah. Your, your kind of intermediary bit in the middle is super needed and valuable. Like, Thank you know so I mean? much. Thank you're so connecting much. the kind of open freedom of Wikipedia yep. to the standard exactly. rigor of academia. Oh, exactly. Letting it kind of meld in between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even going more pra- practical in, in this sense, uh, any definition on chaos gets a DOI, okay? A digital object identifier. So you can side, I mean, if you're not using definition uh, to, to, to create a preprint on the platform directly on the platform, you can still cite definitions in your paper, in your paper that you want to submit to a Wiley journal or whatever you like, okay? So, so uh, still you get credit for, the defini- for these definitions. Um, uh, I mean, uh, and, and uh, um, there is not just a DOI, there is also altmetric tracking. So any mentions for, for this definition get re- gets recorded. And, and so on and so on. So you get the same, you know, uh, we want to see definition in the long, mid long run to have the same level of dignity that, that the research paper has, okay? And these, these we're doing as well for peer reviews. So these important work, I mean, when you uh, as a reviewer are posting a peer review to a preprint on chaos, um, you're getting a DOI for your peer review. You're getting altimetric tracking for your peer review. So it's not wasted. It's not uh, wasted work. Right now, right now, the traditional um, uh, academic publishers are wasting that 
capricious work, like in they are trashing it like straight away. Okay, now the, uh, some, uh, some journals are starting with the uh, with the open peer review process. Okay, so they are opening up a little bit what 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 has has happened behind the scenes, behind the doors uh, for years, for centuries, really. Okay, they are opening up a little bit, but we 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 are making a step further. We are giving peer reviews the same again the same level of dignity that uh, article articles have so they get a doi you can cite a peer review you're writing you're writing a piece of paper okay and you want to cite you want to cite the peer review you can do that via the doi you you um, uh, the, the doi is provided by Crossref, so everything is recorded for 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 forever you know so uh, all these all these objects so definitions uh, preprint and uh, and peer reviews are saved uh, in the in the in the web in the cloud forever. Okay, you, and they can be cited forever. You may have actually created something brand new in that case as well—a new field of research right there. Because my brain just lit up and said, if I can reference and cite peer reviews on your platform, it means I can assess traditional understanding of modern innovation or modern networks or modern science and oh, identify yes. disconnects between traditional standards and assumptions and new iterative or new kind of turbulent outcomes in that field. So being able to cite peer reviews can indicate super relevant knowledge about how a field or area used to work or traditionally works and how it is now adapted to these new disruptive external elements. So like I, I I'm not aware of anyone that's ever succeeded in doing that ever before. So I can't wait to get in and start citing peer review. <laughs> just give Colin another great. job. Great. 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 In, in terms of a disrupted an industry or, or you know coming in and, and kind of change in a very traditional sense, uh, I'm kind of curious about it from from your side uh, in terms of actually get building up trust yourself in the platform uh, with people within the space and and what it was like building it out yourself from that perspective. I'm kind of curious about uh, the story behind it. Like, were there any challenges that came up that you, were, you weren't anticipating? Uh, and, and in terms of getting people to go, you know what, this is a platform that I, I'm happy to, to go with in, a, in like we're saying, a, a very traditional and maybe not fast exactly. moving space. What, what has it been like for you in terms of that yep. journey? Great question. Um, it's been hard so far, as you can imagine, very hard. Uh, but we've been lucky enough to um, to meet um, uh, forward, really forward-looking people uh, along the way. One of them is, is for example, the um, the editor in chief of a journal uh, of a, the journal addiction, Robert West, um, and uh, and their colleagues that that immediately see the value in all this. I mean, we are you know we we, we are filling the gaps uh, in the in the entire. Uh, research life cycle from the idea conception to the publication to the, the, the posting of a preprint now but in the mid-long run we want to see the platform completely replacing the system okay so basically yeah we have been very lucky in the journey okay uh, to to find early support from from uh, from really forward looking people that that saw the value in these in these uh, in these uh, you know um process of using definitions of, of creating, cons creating consensus uh, among definitions and using them straight away in science. Uh, so they, they, they just jump, jumped on board 
and they and they decided to use the platform for their preprint um, as a, as a, as a venue of choice for their preprints, um, and uh, and uh, and they are helping us with their feedbacks. With with uh, really, we are building this this platform not alone. We're building all together with our users. Okay, so um, we uh, so that we can create the best experience uh, for 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 uh, uh, for researchers to come. Uh, and use all these all these uh, features from definitions uh, to preprints uh, to uh, to peer review and so on. So yes, I mean, uh, I think I really think I, I really believe that all the hardships um, uh, that we have overcome um, uh, we have overcome them uh, just by luck. Okay, by by meeting great people really along the way. Uh, because because if you are alone in in all this is is really is really is really tough if not impossible, okay. So we've been we've been very very lucky in this. Really. It, right sounds like you've you've it sounds like yeah. you've met your own luck with that. It sounds like you've met it yourself uh, that you've built that luck out by by pushing that idea forward. Uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that because yeah. again, I think even there's going to be a group of people listening to this from the entrepreneurial side of the house. Um, you know, with, with curiosity into new platforms like this. So yeah, thanks for, for sharing that. Yeah, thanks and I so think much. I, I think what I get the feeling from the conversation is you've done the, your platform and the work you've done is going to do a huge amount to increase the democratization of science again. As in, I, I, I supervise an awful lot of undergrad and postgraduate students and an awful lot of them create amazing work and do lots of very, very useful work that belongs out in the world. But the process of submitting it to a journal is sometimes just beyond the stage they're at. Mm -hmm. It's too difficult. It's too complicated. It doesn't have that traditional form and rigor. It doesn't remove the quality of the research in any shape or form, but it has nowhere to go. Most of the students I've worked with have five or six, the, the information for five or six maybe really good papers, but there's nowhere to put them. Your platform then allows them to kind of add their preprints, add their definitions and get out there early. So you know what I mean? Is exactly. you've nearly pulled the kind of horizon and requirements from the higher ends of academia and pulled it back down again. So the barriers are much, much lower. And I think particularly now, I know I've mentioned it before, I'll mention it again because we were heavily involved. COVID did so much for preprints and medicine. So much. So to much. me, preprints are kind of go go be everything. It's there. Sometimes you need to share with other people. Exactly, exactly. Get feedback from people you don't know. True, true, exactly. Exactly, exactly. There's the next level of peer review, you see, not, not just three peers, but tons of peers, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and, and everyone and, has had those problems with traditional peer review. Like, exactly. reviewer number two is notorious for a reason. You know, exactly. I've got fear and feedback on peer reviews that I can't even connect to the work I've submitted. It sounds like it's come from someone else, or everyone has got peer review feedback that you can, you know, it attacks their industry, so they've been very negative on your work because it's mm -hmm. disruptive, and the pace of change and iteration is so fast now it's going to become exactly. more and more common. Exactly. So you've reduced the kind of impact of that by spreading your review burden and then your personality burden. And sure. So yeah, sure. it's excellent. I can't wait to kind of get up. I think you're going to have a flood of technology, innovation and business related content just from the three of us. Beautiful, we should beautiful, just say beautiful. that this is not a sponsored podcast. Oh, this, this is very much not. <laughs> Gabrielle knows. I just I went after social media first and said, hey, this would be great. So we went to, we went to Richard. I have exactly. proof. We just love it. On that very point, they've brought Thanks up so much. social media as well. The main thing I noticed on your website is the term SEO friendly. 
and like that is super important going forward. Exactly. I just exactly. I just wanted to make uh, you know uh, um, to, to 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 say something about that. Um, as I told you before, guys, there are, there are many people that that um, really fell in love with the definition with the definition part of the platform, but there are another cluster of people that are using the preprint. Uh, on chaos, the preprint feature on chaos, just because we are offering uh, preprints in uh, in a HTML format and not just a PDF format. Okay, so um, when you have an HTML, is not just much much more readable, and and you don't need on chaos, for example, rather than uh, in comparison to, for example, by archive, med archive, and and those and those platforms, you don't have to download any any PDF. You have the, you have the entire text, the, the the body of the text in front of you, even if you're you're scrolling from mobile. You see, and and so HTML is not just more readable by people, but it it really is more readable by people because you know uh, opening up a, a, a PDF, <laughs> sorry, on on a on a phone screen is not that easy, right? It's very very uh, it's stressful really you you, you just you it just is. zoom <laughs> zoom in <laughs> zoom out and yeah you keep going exactly so so uh, html is not just more readable by humans but also from machines okay. so by my by machines by bots so um and we are seeing that i mean um the level of views of altmetric um uh, scores that you see on chaos are a bit, a little bit higher than, than I mean, similar. I mean, we we have not data enough to say that, but it's just an intuition for, for now. Um, uh, similar papers published by the same research team, okay, on different platform, uh, get uh, a little bit. Um, uh, I mean, more views on chaos uh, with comparison to these platforms, like again the archives and so on. Just because it's an HTML, guys. I mean, uh, altmetric research is being read not just by scientists nowadays, not just by scientists. Um, you get mentions by people interested, by lay people interested in research, okay? Uh, that are just sharing on Twitter, on Facebook, on, on whatever you, you, you like, you see? So um, we want to see in this sense, the platform as easy to, to, to use, to read and, and, and stuff uh, as medium.com is, for example, yeah. okay? Without, without the need for a subscription though. Uh, I mean, you have a five, I think on medium.com, you have a five article yeah. uh, free plan and then you, you have to stop paying, right? So uh, there, is no, there is no such a barrier on chaos. Everything is open access. So, so um, uh, I mean, we are expanding a little bit our audience yeah. to the general public, just because it is more easy to read on Chaos than a PDF, than an archive, a bioarchive that, you know, with all these, with, with these old fashion, uh, I, mean, I mean, Windows 95 style uh, of layout, <laughs> you see, really, really. So, yeah. so it's much, much more uh, pleasant to read. Um, Even from an accessibility perspective, you know, from an accessibility perspective for screen readers and things like that, potentially there's an, op uh, an option sure. there for people to get access to that, uh, which they mightn't have had before or would have exactly. struggled to do with, with, with certain formats. So that would be an interesting piece of insight into it to see if it, you've created this uh, more accessible 
uh, platform for people who might need screen readers or whatever it might be. So yeah, I, I mean, Colin, you talked about it a little bit earlier, that entire concept of democratizing data, democratizing access to this. I mean, exactly. you know, to, to exactly. David's point, you're actually opening up uh, you know, higher education, if you will, or academia in general, yep. Yep. to a population that has been woefully underserved or prevented from um, you know, enjoying their intelligence exactly. I mean, the Great massive amount of experience yeah. and intelligence yeah. and capabilities yeah. Yeah. that they have, um, you know, and, and, you know, kind of level setting with this. I mean, I come from a business mindset, you know, and how yeah. we use this, we use archive all the time. <laughs> Preprints, we go in there, we scrape it. We under try to understand what our academics doing within our particular technology field, right? We use it almost entirely. And I, I do a lot within the AI field, for example. Yep. So yep. of course yep. we're going to go in there. We're going to want to exactly. see what people are researching <laughs> and then trying to understand but in the same sense, making something that's accessible to, uh, and you called it out, Gabrielle, like that, that lay person who doesn't want to deal with, I mean, archive is painful. I mean, it's, exactly. it's really it the is. structure of it's painful, like trying to go through and, and find the things that you want. So being able to kind of level that out and yeah, exactly. kind of turn it into the urban dictionary, which is awesome. But that almost that Wikipedia Google esque yeah, type exactly, approach, exactly. You know, exactly. gives that that accessibility and capability. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Exactly. No, it's very admirable. Yeah. I, I love the platform. What I've been able to Thanks poke so around and um, haven't had to generate any papers yet, but it will certainly yes, be a, yes, something. Yes. Yeah, I said yet. I said yet. I got, yes. I got stuff up here. I got we stuff. have loads of papers to publish over the next couple of weeks <laughs> and months, so they'll all be going oh, right, on chaos. Right. <laughs> Great. That's an option. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. In the time that we have left here, I mean, I, I, I just want to make, uh, give you one, another opportunity to kind of uh, talk about the value of chaos, right? You've gone through the history, why you started it, why, why it's there. And so and kind of as a, as a closing thought, you know, what are your, what are your future ambitions? You you've alluded to a little bit of it, but what are some of your future ambitions for chaos as you look at what you can do and how you can impact sure. Sure. The academic community. Thanks so much Just, for the uh, question. Yeah, yeah. Give us a give us a few of your thoughts, and we'll, we'll yeah, close yeah, it off yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Again, um, we see in the preprint uh, the possibility, and 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 being the COVID, the COVID nineteen, I think that has done. Uh, I mean, uh, with all the deaths and stuff, has done some positive for science. Okay, some positive stuff for science. Um, we, uh, we see in the preprint coupled, again, coupled with the, an open post-publication peer review system, the future of scholarly communication. So first publish and then peer review, okay? Just, just imagine, you have, you, have, you have like on uh, with items on Amazon and stuff, you have zero rating, you have a waiting peer review warnings. So there is no, there is no chance that, that one can can be uh, mistaken by by the UI in, in in a sense that okay this is is this peer reviewed is, is is this not will you buy will you buy I'm making this question openly like will you buy an item an item with zero reviews on Amazon okay when when the competitor has tons of reviews I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure right so so it's not different here um, where we want to go in the long run mid long run. Um, is to replace being amongst amongst them. There, there are other platforms that that are in this in this competition. But we we want to be amongst the ones that replace 
the entire scholarly communication system. Imagine that now, for example, on Chaos, there are, there are some articles that, get, that got uh, more than 10 peer reviews. Okay, so three times more the level of peer review that a journal, I mean, formal peer review, consider that peer reviews on Chaos can be written, can be posted just by researchers. It's not, it's not like a comment, sections, uh, a comment sections in the archives where anyone can comment and so on. You, uh, you must be a researcher to post a definition. So you, have, uh, you, need, you need an ORCID ID, you need an institutional email address, uh, you, need, you need to pass some barriers, you see. Um, uh, and, and, and then you can post your peer review. And peer reviews on, on, on Chaos are, are formal peer reviews, are real peer reviews, okay? So uh, we, we have seen papers on the platform that experience a level of peer review that is three times more already, three times more than the common uh, traditional, the traditional system. Okay, so and these and the same the same papers that uh, have then uh, submitted to journals. Okay, uh, have experienced, for example, a level of use and altmetric tracking, altmetric tracking, which was just a tiny fraction of what the paper has experienced. Uh, on chaos, just because uh, you see, uh, you have 10 peer reviews, you, you can stay safe. That, and peer reviewers are peers, are, are from other fields, so they have more or less spotted all the errors uh, that, that free peers could spot uh, in, the, in the peer review system of a journal. So you can stay safe that that piece of paper is more peer reviewed and more possible, more, 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 you know. Uh, more uh, possible, really, by by news, by by medias uh, and stuff. So, so um, at some point, we want to get to some point where we just need to remove this label preprint and show the public that that this system is already there. I mean, the difference from from this system that we envision for the future and the system that we have now is just one label. You see, just yeah. one label preprint, nothing more than that. We want to get to a point where we have a customer base, a user base, um, so big, so uh, so you know um, that like the product so much that we can make a statement at some point. Uh, okay, guys, from now on, we can uh, remove this label preprint and tell your research funder that they can start. Um, valuing, uh, I mean, uh, they can start um, uh, assessing your research with all the parameters that we provide, with the ratings, with the peer reviews and stuff, okay? So just tell them if, if they cannot see themselves, right? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be just a matter for us, if you ask right now, it's going to be just a, a matter of removing this little label, okay? The system is already there. Excellent. Uh, wait. <laughs> yeah, I can't either. I want to use this now. I have no, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get there. I'm sure. All right. <laughs> Gabrielle Marinello from Chaos. Awesome to have you on today. Thank you for taking Thank the time you so and much, explaining guys. the platform. And Thank you so much. It's been great. Really. Absolutely. Look forward to seeing how you democratize academic access. I mean, that's, that's, Thank you so that's much. really what it says. So. Thank you so much. Until next time. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on Two Days in the Doc. If you'd like to know more about chaos, please go to qeios.com.
Thanks for listening. 